This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. But it was a great weekend across sports. So now we have the difficult decision of picking who had the best weekend of them all. MVP Monday. MVP Monday. MVP Monday. It's yeah, good. You guys are good at that. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> Called it the best part about the, yeah, the best part about that tackle, Chelsea. I saw you tweeting about it as well yesterday afternoon. Was uh, I, Taylor's or not Taylor uh, Hadway's wife talking about? Everybody was like, "Did you pay the security guard to tackle your husband?" I guess they have a nice little. Uh, a nice little thing back and forth that they joke around with each other. And she was like, yeah, there'll be a little extra something for that security guard for tackling my husband on Sunday afternoon. It was pretty funny. It was a pretty good exchange. That's good. That that's good. I laughed. Uh, I thought it was good. good. Uh, I thought it was good. good. All right. Here we go. Nominee number one, French Open champion Novak Djokovic. Now we can talk history, obviously, and uh, – I'm ex- extremely blessed, you know, and honored to to be able in, to be in the, this position again, uh, to win 23 titles. This Grand Slams is incredible. I mean, it's 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 something that obviously fulfills me. It's a it's a it's a Grand Slam title. Grand Slams are the most uh, valuable tournaments that we have in our sport. And this year, I've been saying that I want to play my best tennis in Grand Slams. I won two out of two, so the season cannot be better than than this. And nobody's better than him right now. So it's the all-time record for Grand Slam victories. You heard him talking about it. 23. So the totals are 10 Australian titles, 7 U.S. Open titles, 3 at Wimbledon, and now 3 at the French. He is the only player to have at least 3 titles at all four major tournaments in tennis. All right. Nominee number two, Belmont Stakes winner, Archangelo and trainer, Jenna Antonucci. Secretary's Triple Crown sweep. More history made at the Belmont as Jenna Antonucci becomes the first female trainer to ever win a Triple Crown race. And she does it with her very first starter in a Triple Crown race. Archangelo shows that the buzz was worth it. Now you heard it there. First time ever that a female trainer wins a Triple Crown race in her first ever start a triple crown race so congratulations to them nominee number three friday night aaron gordon of the nuggets robinson on murray four to shoot murray gets away kicks it out gordon corner three puts it in aaron gordon with a three-pointer gotta get in their offense quicker murray the drive throws it up for gordon catches and fake layup is good aaron gordon so many big buckets and they were all big down the stretch. 27.7 rebounds, six assists as he helps Denver take a 3-1 lead over Miami in the NBA Finals. The 27 points, a playoff high this season for Gordon. In fact, he did not score more than 27 in uh, 10 regular season games this year. He only hit that mark eight times, so he did it here in game four of the playoffs. Finally, nominee number four, we were just talking about it, Nick Taylor on the PGA Tour. Let the flag stick in. Maple Leaf flag. Good pace. Are you serious? Oh my goodness! Glory! 
furious and free. Jim Nance with the call there. We'll get into that, by the way. I hate those scripted ones. That one was one of the worst. Too. But anyway, that was a doesn't bad one. Take, doesn't take away from Nick Taylor draining a 70-footer for Eagle to beat Tommy Fleetwood to win the RBC Canadian Open. He is Canadian, and he's the first countryman to win the RBC Canadian Open since 1954. The putt he made was also the longest in his PGA career. A great day for Nick Taylor, but there can only be one winner. Chelsea, I'm going to start with you. Who's your MVP over the weekend? Who's your MVP Monday pick? It's one sentence for me. If you set the all-time record in your sport to become the greatest of all time, doesn't it have to go to that person? Novak Djokovic, MVP of the weekend for me, winning the French Open. Like, all of these had such great storylines, but when your storyline is good and you also become the greatest of all time, like I said, do you need to say any more? It has to be Novak Djokovic, MVP of the weekend. Easy. Yes, there's no question. And when you look at not just having the most Grand Slam victories ever, to me, even more impressive is winning on every surface at least three times. I don't think people understand how difficult that is to do. Pete Sampras won 14 majors in his incredible career. He never won at the French. Never. Not once. My favorite tennis player of all time, Roger Federer, has done it once. It is so di- it's so difficult to win at every single surface. Joker has done that, and now he has the most Grand Slam victory. So there's really not any part of his game that you can say, well, he had a weakness here, or this wasn't his best surface. And not only that... Remember, he's great in the hard courts. He didn't play, what was it, two years ago at the Aussie Open? They would not let him into the country because he wasn't vaccinated. That was another opportunity to win a major title. So there are some impressive names on this list. But Joker now, especially with Federer banged up, Nadal is banged up. Those guys are on the downsides of their careers. And Djokovic is older as well, but he's still playing at a top level. He could add to this. You got to go with the Joker here. Yeah, it's wild. 36 years old. He's already two for two on major tournaments this year. So he's got a chance mm. to get the not only the career record, but he could go, get all four in one season, which is almost impossible to do as well. So, yeah, I'll make it three for three. It's odd, though, that we normally would look at, like, the NBA Finals. Because, Chelsea, you talk about this all the time when we're doing MVP Mondays. You're always like, hey, if somebody's playing for a title, that's way more impressive than a regular season game or whatever. To me, Aaron Gordon would probably be fourth out of these four nominees from the weekend. So that's for, that just shows you how impressive of a weekend it was. Obviously, the Belmont Stakes, we didn't really even talk about it last week, but still pretty cool that uh, Jenna Antonucci ends up being the first female to ever train a triple crown horse winner. That was a nice moment. Nick Taylor, Jinx, I actually took points away from him for what Jim Nance said. On that call, it oh, was. Oh, that's awful. not fair. It's not fair to Nick Taylor. That call, I look. I let me preface this. Jim Nance is one of the greats in broadcasting, but that's the one thing that he does from time to time where that had the potential to be a great moment, and it was so scripted. Immediately, I thought that's some sort of Canadian motto. 
it, it, it's so obvious. Like that was just in the can so for about three weeks. It was so bad. It reminds me of the time, and I'm not going to get this right, but it was when UConn won a national title and the call was like, they said you can't, but you can, and it's UConn. And I thought, okay, that's we're done here. Let's let's go ahead and just tie a bow on that one and move forward. So that was in the pantheon of Nance calls, and he's had some incredible ones over the years. That one was especially bad. But you can't take away from the moment. This putt was so long. I was watching it, and I was, like, doing other things in between the time it took to travel to the hole. It was that long. It was the longest putt of his career. He won it for his country and also the fashion and that this tournament was decided. This was like the third or fourth playoff hole. I remember my husband said, okay, we can turn it off golf once this tournament is over. And then it went to a playoff. I was like, really? (laughs) And then it went playoff hole, playoff hole, playoff hole. And the fact that he did this for Canada, because bless their hearts, Hockey has not been going their way. When's the last time Canada won a Stanley Cup? Maybe they should just say we're a golf country now because at least they won that. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty impressive, and it was fun to watch. And, again, the crowd, I love the shots when they were doing the playoff hole. You know, they'd be on 18, and they'd tie. So they'd have to go back to the ninth hole, and they'd have the the drone shots People of all the across. fans. <laughs> across to get to the ninth hole. <laughs> And then sprinting back to get to the 18th hole. It was very cool. He was my number two this weekend uh, behind behind uh, Joker for winning his 23rd Grand Slam. It was amazing. And just seeing that crowd get into it, yeah, they, they certainly – and that was one of the things that somebody said on on the broadcast was, are we sure that, that hockey's their sport? It's not golf? Like, come on, it's one guy. But, yeah, they, it was a, it was an impressive – it was an impressive showing, and that putt by Taylor was incredible there at the end. Golf has had such a good. I did see it. Like I I was forced to watch it, and I'm glad I was. This is what I'm saying. Because, but here's the thing: like golf has had an unreal stretch. I have been forced to watch these tournaments, and we've had some great endings. We've had great drama. So I think we are in a renaissance for the world of golf. I know you can say whatever you want about the drama between the Live Tour and the PJ Tour, but even when we don't have the big names contending, we've had a lot of playoffs this year. And some epic finishes. So this is probably the most that the normal sports world has talked about golf in a long time. And you know what? We haven't even mentioned Tiger Woods. That is mind-blowing to me. That is true. I'm trying to come up with Jim Nance phrases to call the end of this tournament. That's what I've been thinking about. He He should have said, for all of Canada. He could have said, in the nick of time, Taylor wins it. That would have been one. Here's another one. This would have been really bad. Taylor leaves the stick in the hole, and Canada loves the stick and puck. Oh, my <laughs> God. So with this. I just hated that call. It was Here's why I hated it so much. No, I'm obviously being facetious. Those are all terrible calls. The only reason it bothers me is that it was a great moment, and for a hot second, it just immediately took away. It doesn't take away from Taylor's moment, but if you're watching it for the first two or three seconds, I was like, ugh. It immediately just like drained my energy for a second. And then I went back to remembering this guy just hit a 72 foot putt on the fourth playoff hole. So it just took away from the moment. That's all I'm saying. 
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.